Yo and hello, welcome to the DCOM After Dark Podcast. I am your host, Kevin, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Lindsay. Lindsay, what's going on? Nothing much. I'm pretty excited about this one. We got uh, the Lawrence Brothers and Horses. So Yes, man. Yes, we do. So it is April, and we thought it would be time to do a nice little movie from like the late 90s early 2000s and as we were doing it we were like hmm what movie should we tackle this this time one thing i have to say Lindsay, is that i love disney plus because before when we first did the show uh, a few years ago we had to use the disney app and literally it would have the most random movies no at choice the most random time and we would have we couldn't plan we just had to guess what movie was going to be on there and then just go. Remember like, that? Yep. It's like, <laughs> well, I guess we're choosing this one. That's how we did the Wizards of Waverly Place movie because it was one of three movies to do. And he said, we'll do this one. Wasn't but a bad Disney, choice. I loved it. But with Disney Plus, we could like, I mean, that's how we did Starstruck, actually. That's how Starstruck happened because there wasn't a lot of options. But with this, we can think of exactly the movie we want to do and we can bring in someone that we feel is an expert for this thing. So we, me and you chatted, and we thought, what better movie should we do than to talk to one of our longtime good friends? And we settled on this one. We're doing Horse Sense with the Lawrence Brothers, and we're here with our very good friend, Jessica Bauer Relevo. Hello. Hello. Did I get that right? I forgot the last name. You yes, got married. I you forgot got the it. last name. You got <laughs> it. Jessica, just good to see you, J Bow. J yes. Bow. Good to be How here. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you all? We're, we're good, man. How are you, Lindsay? You're good? <laughs> Solid. Very okay, happy perfect. to have J Bow on. Listen, J Bow. So we as you as as everyone does not know, but we know, you mm-hmm. have a horse, Gigi. Yep. And you've had a horse for as long as I've known you. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And and so when we were looking through movies, this movie is called Horse Sense. Um, and we figured you were perfect for this. Little did we know there's not a lot about horses. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few details that were questionable, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> We can get into that. I, as soon as I started watching it and I, we had chosen you, I was like, this was a bad choice. <laughs> but you're going to have some things to say at some certain parts. So I, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so those that don't know, Lindsay also used to be a champion rider as well herself. So why well, we have two horse people here and a dude from Los Angeles that knows nothing about horses. So all this stuff made sense to me, but apparently some of the stuff was lies. So... <laughs> We will get into that as we go. Um, I'm like excited because I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't hate this one. This is another one of those that I didn't see when it came out in the '90s because it was called Horse Sense and it had the Lawrence Brothers, so that doesn't really, it's not really up my alley. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But did you two get a chance to see this uh, when it first came out? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I hadn't, but then once I watched it back and you kind of predict everything that's going to happen, I realized I had already seen it. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, this, yeah, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Um, let's let's get into let's get into the characters, right? Let's just get right into it. We have, 
We have Andrew Lawrence as Tommy Biggs. And we have Joey Lawrence as Michael Woods. They're cousins, right? I I thought this was going to be more of an Andrew vehicle, but Joey's all over this movie. Yep. Like, all over this movie. I was surprised. Especially considering he's supposed to be 20 in this yeah. movie. <laughs> and it was just... <laughs> Not a lot of the the child was the adult, and then the adult mm-hmm. was the child, and it was just very interesting to see that um, play out that way. But I guess he was also the producer or the co-producer. So. Co-producer, I saw that co-producer t- credit. What do you think of the Joey Lawrence of this all, J Bell? Yeah i I thought he was playing a kid, even though he looked way older than twenty, and <laughs> yes, and the the woman that plays Andy's mom looked like she was the same age as Joey. So I'm like very (laughs) confused at all the dynamics here. (laughs) That was Susan Walters. She played Jules Biggs. So just so that you, you were, if you were wondering, um, I think Jules and Joey are in real life. They are about 13 years apart. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So that's an interesting. And she looked good for her age. She looked great yeah. for her age, looking at that there. Yes. They're 13 years apart. Um, did you know Andrew Lawrence and uh, Joey Lawrence are are 12 years apart, surprisingly? Huh. So that okay. fits. Right. Yeah. But Susan Walters, she was in uh, she was in this movie. She was in the Teen Wolf TV show. She's been on Vampire Diaries. Had a long stint on Young and the Restless. So, really a soap star. That's pretty good. Was on yeah. Loving. Yeah, it was really, really good stuff. Most recently, she did Tell Me Your Secrets, and she was on three episodes of Good Trouble. So, she stays. She, so, like, a lot of times we get into this, and there's a lot of actors and actresses that, that haven't been working in a while. But she yeah. has stayed working, which is pretty cool. That's something that, that's yeah. really cool. Um, Andrew Lawrence. Uh, last real role he was in an episode of CSI Cyber, which was in 2015. He's done some uh movies, he's directed a couple movies and done like some Hallmark type films. Yeah, hmm. mistletoe mix up 2021, <laughs> all three Lawrence brothers. Much watch, must watch if you're into uh, cheesy Christmas movies. And right. it's got my favorite Lawrence brother, where this one was uh, extremely lacking. So your favorite, your favorite Lawrence brother is Matthew. Yes, the by middle far. brother, of course. By, not even close. She said by far. <laughs> uh, Never um, been a big Joey fan, and then you know. The other one's just a little young. <laughs> he, yeah. He's not, though. He isn't. He's like so, our age. Andrew Lawrence was born in 1988. So Andrew Lawrence is my age. He's one month older than me. So I don't know how young that she thought he was. But <laughs> I guess I've always had a thing for older guys then at this point. <laughs> but not that much older. Joey's too old. <laughs> so Matthew's just is just right. He's yes. just the right age. Exactly. <laughs> So 
We have uh, also we have MC Ganey playing as Twister, who's a very scary dude in the movie. We have Leanne playing J.C. Woods, Robin Thomas playing Glenn Woods, and then we have Jolie Jenkins playing Gina. Um, in this movie, the the Lawrence brothers are like the real star power because in like every Disney Channel original movie, there's like one star, if you will, that they like got to get, and then and they said, "Hey, man, we're getting two Lawrence brothers. We don't need any other." Big time actors here, <laughs> including not. the other Lawrence brother. <laughs> yeah, <we don't. laughs> it, it was an interesting decision. I feel like to not have any other more major name. Like I thought that Jules would have been um, a more major name actress. What, Jaybell? Why do you think they didn't go with that? Who knows? I mean. I think because Joey Lawrence, Lawrence produced it, he probably had some hand in the casting and was like, hey, my little brother needs something to do and my middle brother doesn't and I don't care about the rest. I don't know. And then it's more money into his pocket. Yeah. That, that might be I the play case. the rich kid. My brother wants to play the cowboy kid. Don't care about the rest. Just hire don't people. Care. We just don't care about it. We just bring in <laughs> actors. What soap is on? Bring them in. That's what we're gonna do. And get me a semi-hot girlfriend. Yeah. So if you look at it, okay. So boy, he plays. So Matthew Lawrence plays Jack Hunter from '97 to 2000 on Boy Meets World. This movie came out in '99. So I think you're right. I think he was like, "Look, my brothers are busy. My <laughs> my other brother's busy. I'm not doing nothing." Um, our show Brotherly Love just ended. Let's just get this for me, me and Andrew to do right now. I don't care who else is in it. Just get them out here, and then let's run yeah. with it. I think that's what they probably did. That's what I think. But I like it. It works yeah. for me. <laughs> it works for me. All right, we oh, jumping man. in. Let's go in. Let's talk about. Let's talk about this movie. Let's okay, Jay, well, you ready? Yeah. Let's go. We open up on a cattle ranch and Mm -hmm. mom's making breakfast and Tommy is whittling a whistle and he's got to hurry up and because he's about to miss his flight to Los Angeles, more specifically Beverly Hills. And Tommy's got some concern that he is leaving his mom and the mom isn't going to be able to manage without him for four days. I I did love right here where the... uh... (laughs) <laughs> where he's like, Mom, we're partners here. You need me. You sure you're gonna be okay? And I'm like, <laughs> bro, I, 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 at this point, I assume like Dad's not in the picture somehow. So I was like, he needs a he. I think she's gonna be fine for a weekend, my guy. You'd think so, <laughs> but you find out later this kid does a lot of work. He does. He does. So he does. We jump to Beverly Hills and Michael is just waking up in, at 11 or 1215 in the most like ridiculous man child bedroom I've ever seen. <laughs> and the, 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 the alarm clock that he has, that's just like a woman's voice saying, wake up. And this is 1215 with her lips, right? It's just her <laughs> lips on the screen. And she's just like, wake up, wake up. And it's like, I couldn't believe it was the afternoon. 
<laughs> but that that was just I just I didn't know where we were going here after we just watched this kid at a cattle ranch trying to check on his mom while he's about to go visit his cousin. It's a big contrast for sure. We see mm-hmm. there is uh the maid is putting grass into a juicer. So that's his breakfast, Michael's breakfast. Mm-hmm. And Michael's mom comes in and reminds him that Tommy, his cousin, is coming into town and he has to pick him up at the airport. And Michael tells her that he can't because he's got a new girlfriend, Gina, and Gina's filling up his entire schedule. So when he, okay, so at this point in the movie, I'm like watching this and he's very much hot shot, big wig. They have a, first off, they have like a live in butler lady, uh, maid yeah. lady. Arlene slash like, Chef Manchild Nanny, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yes. right, right. All this, right? And and she's like, she's 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 literally forcing these disgusting looking vegetables in this juicer. Blades of grass. <laughs> yes, literal blades of grass here. And he says, you know, she she's like, you need to put on some weight. He's like, this is lean. I'm staying <laughs> lean. And I got this new girlfriend that is the da- the daughter of some Hollywood bigwig movie producer i I thought that he was trying to like break into hollywood or something that's why he was dating her but it doesn't sound like it yeah i don't think so either i think (laughs) after a while i was like i guess he just really likes this girl and is just going to like he's just super whipped (laughs) after two weeks it's been this less than two weeks. It's one day short. It's been thirteen days, and there <laughs> is there is the fact that he's like, "Mom, I can't." I know we planned this thing a long time ago for my cousin to come out, but it doesn't matter. I'm super busy now because for the last thirteen days, I've been super duper busy with Gina for thirteen whole days that I I can't make any other plans. I don't know what we're gonna do about this kid. And they're like, "You just got to pick him up from the airport, and then we'll figure it out." But we have a thing in Palm Springs, so yeah. We can't be there to help out here for these four days. Movie producer, like he was trying to get into movies. Like they have, I'm sure Lindsay's going to get into it. Like the scene where he's in school. And I was like, oh, he's like going to like film school at USC or something. And then that turned out (laughs) to be wrong. It's not at all. Not at all. (laughs) It turned out to be a different plot point. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so, which is why I thought it was like so important for him to. Like, make sure he was around for this movie producer uh, father. I thought that was the reason, but... Nope, but just straight whipped. (sighs) So, mom reminds him that, like, Tommy's coming out here specifically to see him. He asked for him to come out, and Tommy's had a hard time after his father passed. So, he needs this. His, his, His dad died, and... He and not just he died, he was sick and then he died, right? So it wasn't like a sudden abrupt thing. They went through this thing as he was got sicker and sicker, and then he passed. And like like you said, Tommy was asked to come out by Michael, right? He was asked to come on out. We we as you said, he was whittling away. He's making this whistle for him because he liked the last one he got. So he's making right. him a new one by hand. And all of a sudden, Michael's just a little too busy because he got a girlfriend of 13 days that he needs to focus on. 
By the way, the girlfriend has very heavy clueless vibes to her. Yes. Like her outfits, her look, probably around the same time. What? Clueless came out in 96, I think. Something like that. I feel like that was it, right? Around that time. So this movie coming out (laughs) in, in 99 probably filmed in 98 uh it, it makes sense that the clueless uh 95 clueless came out that was pretty good off the top of the head yeah 96. but uh that would make sense that she's leaning in on it a, a few years later yeah i get it and, and you're right she had a lot of clueless going on here gina yeah. did yeah both so- in the brain and in the clothing we jump to what we <laughs> would think would be film school but it is not. And um, he's talking to Gina about how amazing it would be if their French Riviera trips aligned over the summer. And wouldn't the that te- be nice? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> the teacher interrupts them like, maybe you should be paying more to property deeds and land trusts and mergers rather than pretending you're on summer vacation. Mm-hmm. So that's when we find out that he's not studying anything related to film and neither is she. So that's very confusing. But then they're sitting at the same desk. They're like sitting next to each other. Like it's high school. Yeah, like like it's (laughs) high school. No one else is sitting at the same desk. These two are. And then on top of that, they're talking about the French Riviera trip that he's taking with the school. And she's just going with her dad. Like that, they're they're completely different reasons are going on this trip and he plans on just getting out of it and doing whatever which will be very interesting <laughs> he's whipped right yeah yep. uh so he gets his paper back on land trusts and deeds and all of that and he got a d so he's mm-hmm. not even studying that very well listen Lindsay, it's been a whirlwind two weeks he hasn't had time to really study crack open in books because Gina has just monopolized all his time for the last 13 days. <laughs> I love that it was on that blue book, like those old blue books that we used to have like do our exams on though. That was like a throwback. I was like, oh my God, what's next? Scantrons? <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know, J-Pal, they whip out the Scantron. We're putting this through the machine. That's how we know you got a D. <laughs> yep. So after class, Gina gives him a two-week anniversary present. A day early. Is, okay. <laughs> it's a watch. When he puts on the watch, he realizes that he's 30 minutes late to pick up his cousin from the airport. <laughs> he had one job today. One job. <laughs> well, I mean, how did you not know that your class and the pickup schedule like collided if you had two things to do today? So... I don't know that. So they're like walking around the campus at this time. I don't know that they went right from the class to this scene where he's, she's given the gift. I think they probably went and got lunch. <laughs> they were canoodling. And then they were, this is when he was about to just leave her at this time. And she's like, I can't wait any longer. I, I got to give you this the gift. gift. I think that's what happened. Well, he runs off, leaves her to go pick up Tommy. And... He gets Tommy in the car, and Tommy keeps trying to give him the whistle that he made, but Michael is just not paying attention. He keeps getting sidetracked by Gina calling multiple times, or like he tells me, I got to go pick up an anniversary gift because Gina on the phone's like, What are we doing for our anniversary? 
Well, she's like, are we going to hang out? And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. And like, as you saw multiple times, Tommy is like, and he, he just doesn't say the things he wants to say to his favorite cousin here. And you start, you immediately start feeling bad because you, because you realize that Michael, who's driving this Porsche with the top down and talking on his, was it a cell phone or a car phone? Fancy flip phone, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> With the his fancy flip phone, and yes, and and back in '99, <laughs> and you realize immediately that this is going to be a rough go for this kid because Gina's got him all wrapped around her little finger already. Thirteen days in. So we jump to dinner, and they're talking about the plans for the week, which is only four days. So <laughs> it's a short week. It's a very short week, and um. They suggest going to Disneyland, and Michael's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, we're not going on Saturday. We got to go on Monday when there's no lines. So um, I have a couple things to say here. First and foremost, I thought he was going to be there much longer. I thought he was there much longer. I think you guys are right. I think it was like four days, but it felt like he was there for like a week. I did catch it at first, but when he first started to leave in the morning – Mom says, I think I can manage for four days. Okay. So, because I, 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 it felt much longer. I don't know how it felt for Tommy, but I know that it felt much longer to me. And if Michael's like, I'm not taking him on Saturdays because he already has plans with Gina, obviously. Yep. Um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the kid flies out Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Flies in Friday, flies out Tuesday. Monday is the last day you could really go. Like, you you're cutting it short. I think you could let Gina know, like maybe you go out with Gina Friday night and then say, Hey, listen though, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I'm with my little cousin. But uh Tuesday after I drop off at the airport, I'm back. You know what I never understood is why they didn't just merge these things. Why can't they all hang out together? Why can't yeah. listen Tommy, Tommy go to these I know places you're a little more... young? Yeah. Tommy, I know you're a little young, but let me show you let me have me my girlfriend. This is my girlfriend, Gina. She's cool. And um, her dad's cool. And we're going to be going to Europe together. Let's all, like, go to Disneyland together. You know, like a little happy family. You know what I'm saying? But I not. mean, to, to Joey Lawrence's credit, I think he was right about the lines for the rides. <laughs> on That's true. Going on Monday would have been advantageous for, for the lines. So, so all three of us wrong. used to- we all met working at Disneyland eons ago. And so, as you guys know that listen to the show, we used to work there. Um, J-Bow was one of the people that worked with us, and that's how we all became friends. I think, um, I just want to make sure it's clear, he is correct that Monday yes. is a better day to go if you have an option. <laughs> um, there are less lines. I don't now, a couple things that I did not appreciate, him saying that you could ride the rides a million times, that is inaccurate. Um, the, the park is set up that you could ride about 14 attractions uh, in a day so the idea that you would be able to ride them a million times is inaccurate so i want to make sure that's clear um <laughs> now on saturday it would have been probably heavy heavily impacted by guests especially in 99 so i would assume um you would have probably been able to get down to 10 things or so in the day but uh you are correct that's that monday would have been much more advantageous um to go now i don't know where adventure dome is because he offered to take him <laughs> there 
Or he, he wanted to go there? So I was wondering about that. And they seem to like change the name of certain things. And I yes. was wondering if it was referencing, and this is going to be a really reach, Stretch. but Adventure City mm-hmm. in Stanton? Possibly. Possibly. Stanton is a little city that's next to Buena Park, which has Knott's Berry Farm. And then Disneyland and Anaheim is right next to that. It might have been Adventure City, which would have made sense. Um, Adventure City kind of sucks, though, comparatively mm-hmm. yes. to Disneyland. And, um, <laughs> and is more little kiddish than yes. the other and, parks. And he's about 12, right? He's about 11 or yeah. 12. So I don't know that he would have loved it. So whatever friend of his in Montana that said he loved it, that kid's probably just lame. So that's just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. I Well, the only reason that it made me think it was something else is they called the round table. Nice which the round is table, which medieval, is medieval time. times. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is true. So he might be talking about Adventure City, which I can see, and that place sucks. He just yeah. wants to go to Disneyland. He shouldn't be looking for the other thing. I don't know what else it could have been. I mean, I, I get Universal is a stretch. And it's far, yeah. comparatively, right? It wasn't quite... I mean, they're in Beverly Hills, so yeah. Universal is not far from there. No. But Universal will be quite a stretch for Adventure Dome. World? City? Adventure Dome? Wow. I think it was called Adventure <laughs> World. <laughs> anyway. Biodome? No, that's different. Biodome is <laughs> a different thing. A different thing. So... After dinner, uh, the parentals leave for Palm Springs. So now they're like on their own. And Mm -hmm. Michael gives Tommy a tour of the house. But it's basically all you see is like popcorn and candy. And this large ass TV, which is playing Brink, in case you didn't notice. (laughs) Okay. So, yes. Okay. I want to. Yes. So in the background, we have that that skater dude with the yellow, the one that's that's sold out. Right. He's doing he's on that half pipe and he's doing that scene. Right. Now, this is what's crazy. Brink exists in this world of horse sense, but it's a movie in the world of horse sense, which means they take place in the same timeline, but as a movie. They're in our timeline essentially, mm-hmm. and not in the world of Brink. But they're in a world that Brink exists. How do you know it wasn't them just replaying the ESPN two? Oh, that changes everything. <laughs> that changes everything. <laughs> Even crazier. Brink came out in ninety eight, August of ninety eight. This movie came out in uh, November of ninety nine. So they have like either ESPN and just playing an old scene or. They're playing a a their own version of the Disney Channel, which is showing Brink all the time. Either way, I like the little reference that we caught there. Yes, in yeah. the background. <laughs> did you notice that was Brink J Bell? I didn't notice, but I'm glad <laughs> you guys did. <laughs> That's a, that is our job here at DCOM After Dark yes. is to notice all things Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> so. Uh... Michael asks if he wants to watch a movie or something like that. And he's like, well, whatever you want to watch. And he's like, ah, I got to go drop off this anniversary present. I'm, you know how women are. I'll be back in like five minutes, though. <laughs> this dude's worse than I am with time, right? Because I say it's going to be like five minutes and it's like an hour. He says five minutes and he shows up the next day. That's like rough. He's rough with the time. Yep. 
I mean, what in what world can you get anywhere in Los Angeles in five minutes? True. Like he can't even get out of his no driveway way. in five minutes. Speaking of, when he picks up when he when he picks up Tommy, he says, Ah man, LA traffic, you know? And Tommy's like, Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, what time do you think he actually picked up Tommy? Like hmm. in the day or like how late? How late? So so as we we both know, as we all three know, um, Traffic at LAX is the worst, and I'm assuming he's going to LAX because he's coming in from Montana. So I doubt and he's flying in. Burbank, like Burbank, maybe. He's coming from Montana though, so I doubt he's not. Yeah, but I bet they, f- you know, flew him in. I mean, his family's got money, right? He saw the little jet. He goes to Montana. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is true. Okay, so if he goes to Burbank, it shouldn't be that bad. If it's LAX, though, the traffic is a nightmare. He's already leaving a half hour late. From what we was assume is probably USC, or actually he's in Beverly yeah. Hills. He might be going to UCLA. He, yeah, that's a strong possibility he goes to UCLA. So it's coming from Westwood. Hour and a half late. <laughs> At <laughs> least he already left a half hour late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm out right? another hour just to get there. So like six, he's showing up. Hey man, so sorry, LA traffic. You know how it is. And then Tommy's like, yeah, man, I'm just 11 hanging out in the airport by myself this whole for time. Hour. <laughs> for well, hour. we already established he's an adult, so. Yes. <laughs> Little Andy's an adult. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. All right. So let me go. <laughs> the next day, Arlene makes Tommy breakfast and he's being all sweet. Like, one day I'm going to make you breakfast. He only has four days to be there. It's already right. the second day that he's in the morning. So he wants Sunday or Monday that he can make this breakfast. I guess Tuesday too before he flies out. And uh, he's like, "Well, do you think Michael will be in soon?" And he comes in, and Michael's like, "Oh, I got some things to do, but I'll be back real soon." And Tommy's like, "I'll come with you. Like, whatever, whatever you're doing, I'll go with you." And he's like, "Yeah, you'll have more fun at the house." I don't know. In what world did he think he would have more fun? Uh, well, I don't know. There's a lot of expensive things and toys and stuff, but the whole point of the trip was to spend time with his cousin, not to play with right. the expensive toys and, well, the, you know, man-child toys, which the house is full of. At this point, man, I'm really disappointed in Michael at this point because, mm-hmm. like, no, no matter how great Gina is, right, yeah, yeah. You can't be blowing this kid off these like multiple days in a row so far. Like Friday night, you picked him up and basically dropped him right off at the at the house. And then Saturday, you you told him that you couldn't go to Disneyland, but I thought you would have made some other plans. The well, kid yeah, is from Montana. About, he's never seen the beach before, so yeah. that was an option. And the worst part is like he comes back from whatever errands he was running. And he's on the phone. It's not like he's getting it in. Like he's talking right. to her via phone. Right. So it's just disappointing at this point. Like, well, at this point, I feel like the Michael character has established that he is a little bit dumb and uh-huh. not very aware. Good at, yeah, awareness of time and what's going on other than his kind of selfish acts. Right. And that's literally all he cares about. And it's not, you know what? I'm not even going to put this on Gina. I feel like this is all him, right? I don't feel like Gina, 
Like, yeah, if he, like you said, Lindsay, if you just explain to Gina, hey, my cousin's here. He's going to either come with us to run these errands or I got to spend some time with him. She would be decently understanding. She's a little vapid, but I think she would understand for a couple days. Right? I mean, she has to. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Michael didn't think so. Right. <laughs> and and he might be right, but then that's just a reason not to date her. Especially yeah. if you're not trying to break into the business. <laughs> you're not even trying to become an actor? Come on, man. He already had his own trust fund. He didn't need hers. You're right. <laughs> he already had his own trust. He's good to go. He's driving a Porsche. Oh, God. He's, oh, he's... <laughs> He's an annoying character now that we're going <laughs> over it. Yep. Uh, so it kind of like speeds forward so that we see pretty much the whole time that he's there. All he's doing is like playing with the expensive toys alone or soccer by he's himself. Painting him. It's it's sad. Child nanny. Yes. yes. Wait, that's what's great is that like it starts off with him by himself and then Ar- Arlene right yeah. that's her name mm-hmm. um he's by himself and then arlene is like starts doing the stuff with him because she's just at the house too she ain't got nothing else to do she's, it's a sunday she's at the house uh saturday she's at the house so she's like cool let's play with these gadgets together i never get to play with you know she probably plays with us by herself all the time too anyway. <laughs> that's the first time she's ever got to rope a statue though right and so you teaches oh, yeah. her how to how to lasso, create a lasso and rope something and then he makes her breakfast, like he said. He makes yep. her breakfast like Sunday morning. So they're getting some really good bonding time in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is now Monday. And mm-hmm. Arlene does not make Michael's breakfast smoothie, which is her passive aggressive way <laughs> of telling him to fuck off. <laughs> yep. And she, he's like, did I do something wrong? Like, what's going on here why where's my where's my drink he's like you don't even know like you don't even understand what you've done it's like you've let left him here this whole time all by himself it's like i'm taking him to disneyland next week yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. next week that is now like he leaves tomorrow this is the last day so he's like okay well Ask Tommy when he walks in who's like giving him the cold shoulder. Tommy's just ignoring him, just ignoring the dude. I love yeah. it. And he's like, Are you ready to go to Disneyland? And he's like, Tommy was very hesitant. He was asked him right away, like, are you just gonna bail on me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 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 man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just bail on you, man. I was busy this weekend, but here I am now, man. Let's go to Disneyland. Now that you have Man. one day left, let's spend it together. <laughs> and you gotta let's go to the Knights of the Round Table, place. right? Doubling like, down. Let's like watch them like fight each other, and then we get to eat on a bunch of pig out on a bunch of food. I think Tommy would have really liked that. Now that I think about it, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it been a nice nice day. It's been a real he nice day. Have more than Disneyland. Yeah. No, he would like them both. And then he's like, they jump in the car. And he's like, Tommy's like, can we go on Space Mountain? I want to go on Space Mountain first, the Indiana Jones. Uh, by the way, if you're going to Disneyland, don't do it in that order. That's a terrible idea. They're across <laughs> the park from each other. And, and that's why you can only get in so many in one day. <laughs> yeah, you have to be more strategic with how you do it. If you're going to go to Space Mountain, you have to stay in t- uh, Tomorrowland, hit a couple more rides or attractions before you head over. That's just a pro tip. Mm-hmm. 
even if well, you, you go on Indiana Jones first because that was the newer ride. Yes, it yes. didn't open in like '95. Yeah, you're right. So you should be going to over to Indiana Jones first and doing the things in Adventureland um, because since that's the newer one, it should have a longer line. And the queue is pretty amazing at the time. All those things probably still work here in 2022. <laughs> None of those Not things so work. <laughs> Nothing in the queue works at Indiana Jones at this point. <laughs> But I don't think anyone cares. But at the time, yeah. there was probably a bunch of stuff. There was a bunch of stuff that was really cool. So you should have probably checked yeah. that out then. You know, the thing that I had a lot of trouble with is we know that he was consistently waking up at like noon, right? Mm-hmm. So it's noon and they're now saying that they're going to go to Disneyland and it's a solid hour away. Yeah. yeah You're getting at there at like one and then you've got to park and like get to the park, get the tickets. You're you have so like you've just burned your entire day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a waste, well, and then you're gonna go to medieval times. After. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be at the you're gonna be at Disneyland Park from like two, let's say generously two to eight. Then you're gonna go over to Buena Park and go to medieval times at about eight thirty nine o'clock. Uh, I guess that's the day, but you only get to go to Disneyland for the first time. You missed the six fireworks. Hours. Yeah. There's so many things you're going to miss out on. Poor Tommy. Maybe maybe one ride. Maybe he could have went on one ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a million times is not going to work. Yeah, nope. that, that, you're right. That's not going to work like you said. No. I mean, I'm just very dis- – I was just stressed when they were in the car thinking about all of that, like, missed opportunity. But – as you can probably expect, it does not matter because Gina calls as they're driving and begs Michael to meet Daddy because Daddy's in town for only a couple of hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Michael- and so Michael, who's not going to try to break into movies, thinks it's very important for him to meet Gina's father who's in the movie business because, as we said, Michael is not trying to be in movies, but it's very important to meet his Girlfriend of now 15 days, father, um, at this day, at this time. Who's only in town for a couple of hours and at the racetrack? (laughs) I mean, beside the point. So he drops Tommy off at this kitty zone, which is like a daycare center for toddlers. And well, says, back like, in the nineties, they had that discovery zone. Yes, remember this? That yes. was like a cool place. Yes, but not for once you got to be like eleven, then it was not right. cool. Yeah, but discovery zone, Chuck E. Cheese, those were cool places when you were a kid. Like yeah. the kids at this place. Right. <laughs> so that's where he drops him off, and then he heads to Hollywood Park, which is a racetrack. Yep, in Inglewood. And. They start betting on horses. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to leave early. I'll give him credit for that, but like doesn't get very far because they they beg him to stay to choose a winning horse. It's weird yeah. because he, he's acting like he's cheating on her, right? I mean, he's just being so secretive. He should be like, I got listen. Um, I said I could only stay for like two minutes. I've stayed for a few races. Um, I gotta really go pick up my cousin because we're going to Disneyland right now no he doesn't say that he says all right movie producer (laughs) father-in-law 
I'll stick around to get that part I'm not going to be in in the movie. So that way you can like me better. Yeah. And then just the distance and all this stuff is crazy as well. But mm -hmm. beside the point, he rushes out because now the day is wasted anyway. But he's still going to try and make it. And he crashes into a Mercedes as he's backing out. And he tells this lady that he's in the middle of a family emergency. So he like quickly gives her his information and then goes to go pick up Tommy. When he gets back to Kitty Zone, he immediately starts climbing through all of the like, jungle <laughs> yeah. gym stuff. Like, doesn't yes. even try and check in and with the front desk, anything. He just immediately walks in and starts. They just let him. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's weird. like calling for Tommy and... Uh, spoilers, he's not there. Arlene came <laughs> and picked him up and he's gone as any, mm -hmm. you know, adult child would, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So he, Michael goes back to the house and he tries to turn it all on Tommy to be like, you have no idea what you put me through. And Tommy immediately <laughs> shuts him down. Yeah. He's like, no man child. <laughs> yeah. You don't talk to me like that. <laughs> And Michael tries to, like, poorly apologize, but that just makes Tommy even more mad. Mm -hmm. And he drops into the conversation that he was at the racetrack. And that really pisses Tommy off because he was like, so you ditched me to go watch animals get abused. <laughs> Valid point. Oh, Is yeah. it? They're so abused. <laughs> Valid point. Let me tell, tell me about racehorses. So my horse was a racehorse before she was my horse. And, mm -hmm. you know, of course, there's going to be good people and bad people in any sort of profession. But I would say the majority of racehorses are pretty well taken care of. You know, there's problems in, the, in, in all industries, like I said, but I don't think and I, my horse also freaking loves to run. She's old. She's an old horse. She's like a grandma of horses. This horse was bred to run and loves to run. So mm -hmm. I don't think making horses gallop is abuse because they actually really like it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so yeah. um, so race horse horse racing, race horsing, horse racing. That's exactly what I was about to say. Race horsing, um, horse racing. I I I I wasn't sure where this was at on this right because um as we know the horses like to be they like that the horses are free and stuff or whatever in the movie um and that's why he says you know you're abusing these animals by making them uh race but i i assumed that race horses were taken care of because you need them to be in their top physical it's like an athlete they're an athlete they're the yeah. athlete right so they, they yeah. need to eat some of the best food and be taken out regularly so that they can run quickly you're not just showing up after, after like putting these horses through the ringer because you still need to try to win right they're, they're the athlete in this situation yeah right not yeah. the jockey so much so right i have an analogy you remember descendants where you had Mal, who was growing up in like 
the hood and mm-hmm. they went to the nice prep school. Yeah. And that's where the other girl belonged. She's like, I always thought I should be here. And Mal kept going, wanting to be like, what, wasn't it better when we were free? And okay. the other girl okay. was like, no, I want to be here. I want to get my nails done. I want everything to be just done for me. It's like that. There's people that are going to want to be free. Yeah. And there's people that are going to want to be like in this fancy world where they're doing all this other stuff and all the people yeah. are cheering for them and calling their name. Yeah, yeah, so you're yeah. going to have horses that line up on either world that don't mm-hmm. want to be in that world. Yes. Okay. There's still horses that want to be in that world. It's like okay. that. Yes. If you took a purebred thoroughbred and put it out on the range of Montana, that horse would die in less than a day. <laughs> okay? And if you took a Mustang that grew up feral out on BLM land and brought it to a racetrack, it would freak out because those are completely different environments. So I totally agree with what Lindsay's saying. These <laughs> they don't really cross over. No. Yeah, they're both horses, but it's not really the same at all. But then okay, you're like okay. you look at Lucky, right? Lucky is one of the horses in this film that we'll meet later. But you find out that like he was a wild horse and he just kept coming back. Like he wanted right. to be with the the people. He's like, I don't want to be wild. I want you to take care of me. Feed me every day. But like Black Lightning probably should be on a track. Uh, I'm pretty sure all of those horses that were on their ranch were thoroughbreds anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like most of the horses in Hollywood that they use for for movies, they're mostly off the track thoroughbreds or off the track quarter horses that like sucked at racing and then had a second career doing something else. So an actor. they're probably not Mustangs <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> they probably were never yeah. wild. They probably raced on Hollywood, at Hollywood Park before they went out to Montana to film this movie or, you know, whatever desert it, it looks was filmed a in. Lot it's probably not like, Montana. It looks a lot like LA. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a back lot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there is a scene at one point where you like, you could see all the grass hills and I, I don't remember there being a lot of that in Montana. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Tommy seems to think they're being abused, but Michael disagrees, but he does change his mind later a little bit. But regardless, um, the parents get home and they ask Tommy how Disneyland was. And Tommy does not rat him out. He basically, yeah, yeah. He just says, I'm tired and I got to go pack my bags. And mom makes a comment like, wow, he just really isn't acting like himself. You must have really wiped him out. Nope. They're like mad at each other. Right. They're like, well, they're not mad at each other. But obviously Tommy is mad at, uh, what's his face? Matt. Michael. (laughs) Right. Which is understandably so. Yeah understandably so but for whatever reason michael's like still blaming tommy as if he didn't just like waste his whole vacation here in la like he could have been at home doing stuff but he's pretending like he didn't yeah i mean that's something that he doesn't understand right he doesn't understand other people's plights or anything it's like my mom really needed me i could have been back on the ranch helping and instead i sat here twiddling my thumbs with arlene so it's uh, a waste of everybody's time. And obviously, if mm-hmm. you didn't want me here, you shouldn't have brought me out here. Because I'm under the impression it was Michael's idea. 
before Gina. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Um, Dad asks about the dent in the back of the Porsche, and Michael tells him it's a hit and run, which we know is a lie. Uh, the next day, Aunt and uh, Michael's mom and dad are saying goodbye to Tommy, and the mom says that she hopes that Michael showed him a good time, and Tommy just says, well, if he ever makes it out to the ranch, I'd like to repay the favor. Which is a little mm-hmm. foreshadowing. Yes, it is. At a dinner that night, the parents are just giving Michael like the worst cold shoulder ever. And he's like, did I do something wrong? And that's when they find out Tommy's mom had called and basically spilled the beans about the whole entire trip and how he spent it alone in the house. And he's just still making up excuses. He's not even, like, taking any blame for what mm-hmm. had happened. And as that's happening, the police show up and tell his dad that they gave the... He gave the lady the wrong information, the fender bender. So he claims that he was just in a rush to pick up Tommy and he just accidentally wrote down the wrong information. But the dad pretty much calls him out as like, I don't believe that for one second. Like you've been lying about everything. Well, do you we'll think he wrote down the, yeah. Do you think he wrote, wrote down the wrong information on purpose? I feel All like he was it? just in a rush. I feel like he was just in a rush. But I'm just the cop showing like, up. Yeah. The cop showing up <laughs> like what? <laughs> That part doesn't really track. (laughs) What LAPD officer is going to show up or Beverly Hills cops or whatever because of an insurance claim. (laughs) Even worse, man. Even worse. So I got into a bad accident years ago in LA and it took the cops like over an hour to get to me. If they were busy doing this, I'm pissed. Like if they were busy (laughs) making house calls about about uh the kid giving bad information. They're doing a house call here. They didn't just call him on the phone. They showed up. Yeah. To not even like arrest him or give him a ticket, I guess. Well, no, it like, is well, Beverly Hills. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. <laughs> i give you So parents are pissed. Parents are now really pissed. And he tries to justify that hit and run he's like well yeah i hit her and then i had to run to go pick up tommy and they're like just stop like stop lying stop trying to make this better and your europe trip is super in jeopardy right now like if you don't change it around you're not going and his solution is to take money out from his trust and fly tommy back out to give him show him a good time and to fix the Porsche. Like his solution is to use his parents' money to fix it. Mm-hmm. And the dad and is just it's like his money and his in and his trust fund. <laughs> right. Dad is like, that is not what your trust fund is for. Absolutely not. You are missing the point. <laughs> so he's like, I'm gonna call your Aunt Jules. I'm gonna send you out to the farm or ranch for a month and you're going to help her for free. And if you get for one free. bad report, 
your trip is canceled. Yep. And I thought this was a pretty fair punishment because he slided his his cousin and his I like how, how he went home though and just like told his mom everything. It was like, screw that dude. If I never see him again, <laughs> it's fine. That was it. <laughs> that's the that's the the vibe I got. I gotta wonder if he didn't tell his mom, because that's that's kind of a childish thing to do, but I wonder if he told like Twister and Mule and Twister mm-hmm. and Mule went and told mom. Uh I think I think no, nah, I think it's from the the way how close he is to his mom. I okay, think partners. he goes home. And yeah, she's like, So how was your trip? And he's like, Ah, it sucked. I stayed in the house the whole time. Uh Arlene's cool. She's dope. But other than that, like, love to have her out sometimes. Yeah, soon. you just get her out here to the farm. You know what I'm saying, mom? But like, if we never see uh, Michael again, I don't care. And then she calls her sister and is like, listen to this. What happened? Yeah, tell me, JC, what happened? And she's like, listen, Jules, I don't know. They said they were having a good time. <laughs> I've been in Palm Springs. I wasn't paying attention to your kid either. <laughs> Oh, man. Basically, he flies out in this teeny tiny little plane to Montana, and he is in all black. He's got a black (laughs) leather jacket on, a black cowboy hat, black Italian leather boots, and he just city slickered up. So if you're going to play a cowboy, you got to dress the part, man. Yep. And Gucci all the way. I... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And I completely missed this scene. I saw it happen, did not register it. I was so taken back by what he was wearing that I missed it. So the scene you're talking about is uh, once he lands, once Michael lands in Montana, he goes to grab his bag, and then this cowboy kind of shoulder checks him. He turns around, and then he moves his hat along the brim and he lifts the hat a little bit and it's one Matthew Lawrence. He had time away from the Boy Meets World set to come through to give a little nod and a wink in this one little scene. I watched this twice. I missed it (laughs) twice. And I knew in my mind I was like, what is the purpose of this? And I never once like looked at the face. I don't know. And and he's my favorite. So the fact that I missed that is just disappointing. Jay, did you see it? I saw it, but my husband immediately said, oh, there's the third Lawrence brother. So I didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad your husband could point it out for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, I he was... does love Boy Meets World. So there you oh, go. There you go. I was waiting for a bigger role, I think, the first time, where mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, he's going to be in here, but I, you know, much bigger role, not even yeah. a, like a no liner walking by. And I'm not going to lie. He looked a little uh, like, mm, like the YMCA cowboy kind of thing. <laughs> gotcha. Yes. Not exactly like a type of cowboy you would run into in Montana, if you know what I mean. anyway so we're going back to the ranch and aunt jules stops by the bank and just michael is just not paying attention at all he's not getting 
any vibes of what's going on. He's basically asking if he can go get a latte. And meanwhile, we see that pretty much Aunt Jules is in like a lot of financial trouble, right? She's walking Mm -hmm. out of the bank and she's just non-verbally telling Tommy like that meeting did not go well. And Michael's just gone, like not paying attention, can't doesn't know what's going on. So we get back to the ranch and that's when we meet Twister and Mule, the two ranch hands. And Tommy and Michael share a bunk bed while they're out on the ranch. And this bunk bed is teeny tiny. I was completely shocked. Like, I don't even know how Tommy is fitting in this thing, let alone this 20-year-old man is going to be (laughs) fitting in this. But it's kind of comical. He even tries to, like, sit down and, like, can't. Can't even sit on it. It's just really showing the difference between the two worlds and mm-hmm. how uh, how Michael doesn't appreciate what he has at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not even a little bit. Mm-mm. And so Michael immediately calls Gina to complain about the situation. And he is reminding her that he has to be on his best behavior or the French Riviera trip is canceled. And Tommy overhears this. Mm -hmm. And he pretends like he doesn't overhear it, but he definitely did. So Tommy takes this opportunity to show Michael how the satellite works. And he takes them. We see, we do see an important part where it's, um, there's this hutch that the TV is in and it was brought over on a covered wagon from his great, great grandfather on his dad's side. So it's like Mm -hmm. a family heirloom. But the point of the scene is that Michael ends up watching TV all night long. And Tommy wakes him up at 4.30 a.m. the next morning to get to work on the ranch. Well, Andrew, um, Andrew Lawrence, uh, Tommy's like, hey, I'm going to bed. And it's still like light outside. And Mm -hmm. then Michael's like, go ahead, man. He's still light, but whatever you want to do. Because this dude, Michael, is not really doing anything around around the, the farm yet. Like, nothing at all. And so, he's wearing these, like, nice designer boots. Um, he has his shirt. Now, you're going to see this a lot. His shirt's just open. He's wearing, a, mm-hmm. like, an overshirt that just stays open, like, most of the movie. And they're different overshirts. So, at this point, he has his shirt just open, flying in the wind. And when he's talking this message, like, I got 30 days to get through this prison sentence. And then I'm going to be able to be in the French Riviera with you, Gina, as he's talking to her on the phone. And like, like Tommy said, I'm going to get, I'm going to repay the favor as soon as he comes. So he's like, this is how you work the TV. I'm going to go get ready for my day. I'm not going to hang out with you. Cause he's like, you want to hang out, man? He's like, nah, man, I'm good. I'll see you later. You know, because remember that scene earlier when he like puts him in the room, he's like, You know how to work a VCR, right? All right, cool. I'm gonna go ahead and bounce. It's very similar here with here's a TV remote. We'll see you in the morning. Doesn't tell him the morning's really early, but it says, We'll see you in the morning. Yeah, I get the fact that they can get satellite TV out there. Yeah. I don't understand how he has as good of cell service as he does, <laughs> <laughs> especially in 1998, 99. 
Very so, true. I, I, I've worked in cell phones for many years and we don't have that good of coverage in Montana now. So I don't know <laughs> how they did in 99 either. So very, very good point. Very good point. I didn't even think about that. Oh, in the <laughs> but yeah. scenes? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> so job. when he wakes him up at 4.30... Michael's like, I need a lot more hours of sleep. So I'm just going to roll on over and get some more sleep. And that's when Tommy lets him know he knows about the trip and blackmails him to get his ass up and start working. Smart move. Smart move right there. Um, That was an expert move because he was not trying to work at all. No. He was trying to take this as a two-week vacation, as a a month-long vacation and go about his day. It's a smart move. So we yeah. jumped well, into the breakfast Well, he doesn't know how to work, I don't think. No, He no, doesn't know how to work. He has no clue. Yeah. He has no clue. Yeah. And I, I, you'll see plenty of opportunity where he should have made sense out of a situation and then didn't. But we jumped to the breakfast table. And Tommy is talking about a herd of wild horses that lives on the ranch. And he's telling everybody at the table about this new three-colored paint. And how he really hopes that they'll let her join the herd. And mom's like, three colored paints are really rare. And then five seconds later, we see Twister getting on a three colored paint. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what a three colored paint is at this time. So uh, I, I was just lost. Okay. Let me break it down for you. Mm-hmm. So This is why J-Bell's here. Yeah. So technically a paint is a separate breed. So he shouldn't even be calling it a paint. He should be saying it's pinto colored because he's referring to the color of the horse, right? Okay. So a pinto would be uh, a horse that is a base color, but has white on it as well. Kind of like the typical cow pattern that people are familiar with, right? Okay. And so most horses are one color, like chestnut, bay, you know, there's all these different colors. And then it has all this extra white that would consider it pinto. Now, when he's saying a tri-colored paint or a three-colored paint, I I mean, I guess there can be three-colored paints, but that would probably be a bay paint, which I think is what Twister is riding, which would be a bay horse. And a bay is like a brown coat, like the body yeah. of the horse is brown. And then its mane and tail are black. That's what color my horse is. And yeah. then it would have white spots. So that would be three colors. And there could technically be other co- three colored paints. Like if it was like a, a roan color or something like that. Because that would mean like it's kind of like a strawberry reddish with white. And then the additional white. And it could have a darker mane. I don't know. But yeah, I'm just like, oh, yay. These rare three colored paints, quote unquote. <laughs> I actually didn't see like I wasn't looking close enough when we do see the three colored wild paint I I didn't even see that it had three colors but it was you far can tell it was only on the scene for like a, like a second yeah so. <laughs> it was too far away <laughs> I don't know what the point I actually don't know what the point at all of calling this out was but it, it was there so Tommy basically wants to get Michael set up. He's like, I don't want you to, or, you know, he shouldn't be on horseback his entire first day. So I'm going to get him working on some stuff so he can, you know, 
stay here. And he's like, yeah, I'd like to get acclimated. So he brings him over to this pile of manure that is on one side of the a bowl pin. And when I say that, I mean, it's a pin that has a bowl in it. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, you need to move this giant pile of maneuver from this side to the other side. Mm-hmm. And Michael's like, how should I do that? And he's like, I don't know. You're the one that went to college and then just leaves. <laughs> so Michael spends the whole day moving this pile of manure in a wheelbarrow, just one at a time manually. And then right at near the end, he completely face plants right into the muddy hort. I don't even, it's not even horse shit. It's bullshit or something. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lands in it right as the other ranch hands are coming back and they're laughing at him. Yeah. And like, mind you, he, he went from having his shirt open and, and sunglasses and the hat on to down to just this white t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> wife beater. The wife beater and just falls right into this crap. Yep. And it's pretty funny. Twister's like, uh, why didn't you just use the tractor, man? <laughs> and he said, I didn't know there was a tractor. And he said, I thought you would have found it on the other side of the thing if you just like went and looked. Just like small measures. Because it is a working ranch. You think that they would have had time. You think Tommy would have had time and is just like everyday schedule to just move that one wheelbarrow <laughs> at a time. Well, yeah, driving a no. tractor is not super intuitive no. either. So I'm sure even if he saw the tractor, that would have been, uh, he probably would have like knocked the bullpen over and that that could have been a whole different scene, really. <laughs> Killed the bull. <laughs> oh, man. Killed himself, knocked down the barn. Yeah. Um. So he's mad, right? He's like, I can't. Okay, well, he got the best of me and he, He's taking a shower afterwards, and that's when uh, Aunt Jules and Tommy are talking about the money situation. Mm-hmm. And we find out that the bank is going to take the ranch, and there's going to be an auction of their assets in four weeks, which is right at the end of Michael's stay, in case we didn't put that together. Right. And uh, after that, they're going to live with another relative in a trailer. Mm-hmm. They kept calling him an uncle, but there was like no relation as to who this uncle is. Yeah. Not not Michael's parents. Right. It was just an uncle. So Tommy says uh he's gonna leave. You know, Michael comes back out, they stop talking. Tommy's like, I'm gonna go to bed and leaves Michael with Aunt Jules talking. And that's when Michael sees this treehouse that's unfinished and it's a project that tommy and his dad were working on when his dad got sick Mm -hmm. and aunt jules says like you know he worked tommy works on it a little a little bit now and then but he never really finds the time to finish it and when she looks back michael is asleep sitting up (laughs) this is the when michael starts to become like more of a real person because he's sitting there um he's talking to Jules are watching this beautiful sunset and that's when he realizes he's starting to realize the beauty of the farm now for myself I'm not a farm guy so I would never you know enter this realm but he was starting to (laughs) feel like that the sunset was very pretty and he sees why they're out there she had to say it for him though like he comes out and he's like what are you looking at and there's like the sun is setting 
over the land right right in front of but them. when she says it and she mentions how the treehouse is something he worked on while his dad was sick it starts to like actually dawn on michael that these people are like real people and, and he struggled on a level that he will never understand correct mm-hmm. correct correct so the next day Michael is wearing the largest spurs on his boots that I have (laughs) ever seen, (laughs) which is very interesting for someone who does not know how to ride horses or at all. It's just an interesting choice. And um, Tommy tells him that there's been some wolf sightings. So after the branding, I guess they're going to go out camp out. And watch over the herd to make sure there's no wolf murdering going on in the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael's like, well, which one am I going to ride? And he points to Slingshot. And <laughs> he doesn't look. <laughs> I feel like I know what you're going to say, Jessica. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Michael thinks slingshot is underfed and is on its deathbed basically and really poor slingshot is probably like i was saying earlier is probably a thoroughbred (laughs) and is just a leaner horse okay it it was i mean so in the horse world they do have like a body score chart and this horse is probably on the leaner side of that body score chart but not like emaciated to where it was like dying okay and, you know, I just felt bad for Slingshot because, you know, she was probably like a nice horse at one point, And then he just like doesn't want this horse at all. I also didn't understand body why he's like, yeah, he's, yeah. Why he's, body, he's, he's not a horse rider. Just listen to the kid. The kid is your well, lean, lean is good earlier. And then yeah. he's like the lean horse. <laughs> but I just didn't get why he's like not listening to the kid. Because Tommy lives here, bro. Like, just let him tell you what you need to do. Why are you trying to be a big bad dude? I just didn't understand that. For comic relief. Because <laughs> he ends up pointing to black. And he wants to ride that one. So Tommy's like, okay. And they get black settled up and... Michael gets on and he's like, hand me those things. He's like, maybe I should just lead you around for a little bit. He's like, no, no absolutely I not. Got it. He's like, they're called he's reins, got- man. Yeah. He's got them in like one in each hand. He's got them in both hands. And he's going like, yeah, yeah. And like moving the reins. And then he, Tommy's like, oh, I should probably warn you that doesn't like to. And then Michael kicks the horse and the horse tries to buck him off for not being a rider. He stays on for a considerable amount of time. Yes. Yes, he does. And oh, honestly, even if he like spurred slingshot with those spurs, slingshot probably would have took off on him too. Cause those <laughs> things were gnarly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like Gucci doesn't sell spurs like that. Where'd he get those? <laughs> <laughs> More meant to be rolled on the horse, not meant to be like jabbed into the oh. horse, but you know, no. Um, so Black throws him over the fence of the bullpen into the, you know, eyesight of the bull. And Tommy's telling him to get up very, very slowly. I don't know. It seems like a really bad idea. It seems like get up faster, get out faster. And he barely gets out. His like 
foot gets jammed by the horns. So he almost dies in like twice in a matter of like two minutes. I, I, I didn't, I didn't understand once again why he didn't listen to uh, Tommy when he's like, get up slowly. Like, it's nice to scamper out of there, don't get me wrong, but I felt like that would have been the right move, right, was to listen. I don't know. know. I would have been getting up a lot faster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, at that point, I think you should be apologizing to Tommy to be like, all right, I get it, man. You are the king of this place. I am with you. I'm here to help you. But no, he doesn't do that. He just keeps going on his path and they get slingshot saddled up and he spends the day out on slingshot and is still having the worst time. You see him at one time, like base. I don't even know if you can call it this ghost riding the whip of slingshot <laughs> or he's just he like running, running alongside over. her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're trying to do some branding and it's just like, not going well he's struggling on all aspects he can't even like lift the calf up to like get it it it's just embarrassing for everyone everyone's laughing at him (laughs) they get to camp and he is sore right he's taken a beating today and Mm -hmm. twister's like ah not so fast you're gonna be taking first watch and it seems like a good idea because he'd be less likely to fall asleep in the earlier evening. It's a good call. A good call, yeah. you know? Yeah. Except for you cannot trust this man child with anything. So, like, that seems like a poor choice all around. <laughs> yeah. But they do warn him that the cattle spook easily. So, no loud noises. He automatically takes the first opportunity to call and complain to Gina. Right, right. I mean, what better thing to do when you're out there all alone? And you got told not to be very loud, then to call your girlfriend and be very loud on the phone. You know what I'm saying? Like that's usually the, the move. That's with your impeccable cell service. Yes, with your great cell service. Out on the range. <laughs> oh God. Um so Michael at one point sees a shooting star and he gets kind of like surprised by it. And it kind of takes his attention. And that takes his attention away from Gina, which does not go very well. Right. She's not happy about this. Uh, Nope. She hangs up in anger and then immediately calls right back. And that spooks Slingshot. Slingshot rears, dumps him, and that scares all the cows. And they cause a stampede. Mm -hmm. He calls 911. To report the stampede. That was an interesting decision because I don't know what he thought they were going to do out there by calling 911 if they thought you know, they were going to come running out on horses to try to wrangle them up or like what the plan was. But yeah, yeah, he calls 911. They also never show up. So that's also disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, he, d- he pulls like a Simba to get out of the way. He like jumps in a tree. And hangs there for a little while as the cows pass by. And uh, his phone gets absolutely demolished in this. And Mm -hmm. everyone joins to see what happened. And he's like, it rang. And everyone's just clearly (laughs) like, 
you can't you can't do anything right. So the next day, they're telling them that he needs to repair the fence because, you know, due to the stampede, all the, you know, a lot of the fence got knocked down. And they even say, like, you're damn lucky that it wasn't the entire fence. So he's like, load these fence, these posts onto the truck. Meanwhile, there is a clearly broken down truck next to this pile of fence posts. Wait, it gets even better. And he tells them if you need the keys are in the ignition, if you need to move the truck closer, just do that. And then once again, Michael's like, I know, I know. Don't tell me anything. I'm not an idiot. And then once again, (laughs) he was proven to be an idiot. Yep. So he loads all these posts onto this broken down truck before Mule comes around the corner and is like, what you doing? He's like, I'm loading these posts into the truck. He's like, why are you loading them into a broken down truck? (laughs) He's like, that truck has not moved in 15 years. And it looked that way, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. So surprising. Michael, he's like, well, I'm sure he thought you knew the truck was on the other side of the barn right here. Mm -hmm. You just look. And Michael takes this opportunity to take the truck and go confront Tommy about all the bullshit that he's put him through. And it, tell it's him not even, even now. And it's the worst part, though, is that it's not even Tommy's fault. This is all due to Michael's hubris. All of it. Like, the, the stuff's there. It's right there in front of him, right? He tells him to load the post into a truck. Obviously, they need a moving truck. He told him that he needed to move the maneuver, the manure. He didn't look around hard enough to figure it out. And this all stems back to you being a douche nozzle at the beginning of this thing. <laughs> if you just take the boy to Disneyland, you're not even here. But he takes it a step further and he starts insulting him and calling him a snot-nosed child. And and the only reason he ever hung out with him is because they were the only ones under 30. So he takes it a step yeah. too far. Hurts the poor kid's feelings. And he's like, I, I can't believe I want you to be my brother. Yeah. He's like, there's not a single thing I respect about you at this point, which is true. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, except for maybe his loyalty to his girlfriend. But that's that's still a little over the top. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, they're like, you know what? Let's just stay out of each other's way. But like in a more angry tone that they decide this. And um, a little bit later, Twister catches Michael napping when he should be fixing the fence. And he's like, what are you doing? Fix the damn fence. He's like, that's going to take me weeks. And he's like, get started. Yeah. (laughs) And you better get to it. And he Twister kind of goes off on him. And he's like, you know what? You are selfish. You're lazy. Like, well, even no, even better, even better than that. He says. I wouldn't have believed. I, I heard Tommy, but I wouldn't have believed it if I didn't see it myself. You're everything Tommy said you were. You're lazy. You're selfish. You don't care about no one else but yourself. My four-year-old nephew would, is a much harder worker than you are. Which the reason I felt like it was important to say that is because that means Tommy was just as pissed and was saying it to them himself. Yep. This is not the first time I heard this. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. 
And that's when he tells him that the whole family is about to lose the farm and he couldn't give a shit. And that's when he's like, wait, what? Like, that's when he first Mm -hmm. learns that there's something going on. When clearly, if he was paying attention at all, you would have seen that there was something going on. Yeah. So when Michael gets back to the house, the bank uh, is just leaving after assessing some of the assets in the house. And... Apparently that's what sets a fire under Michael's butt. And he gets up in the middle of the night, saddles up black and starts working on some bonding with the horse. Yeah. He ends up. Is that what you have to do? With horses? I mean, it is good to have a bond with a horse. If you're going to be working with it a lot. Yes. Okay. But if your horse is well trained, <laughs> like slingshot, he could have just got on and done the work. <laughs> Skip that whole part. But I guess it makes for a better movie about horses, even though it wasn't very much about horses. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Horse think sense. about that. You know, it's the name of the movie, so they had to get it in there somehow. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Because if he would have just got on slingshot and learned to ride, we could have saved everyone some time. Probably. Oh. But not as fast. And apparently we need a fast horse later in the movie for no particular reason. So uh, he does repair the fence and he's having like this moment of pride in himself. And this is right about the time that Tommy is coming up and he sits on this bench that's overlooking the wild horse herd. And Michael apologizes for all the cruel things that he said and... Tommy starts telling him about the horse herd and how him and his dad had named all of the wild horses and proceeds to share the names. Before we get into that part, I think at this part, um, he has woken up early. He has put the post in the ground. He's made the fence. He's, he's out there working on the, the yard, the, the doing the chores on his own. He's wearing just a wife beater and jeans now. No more <laughs> fancy boots or overshirt. True cowboy look. He's riding the horses. Well, he's riding black lightning, lightning like it's nobody's business. And he's putting in all of the hard work necessary. All because he saw the auction people at the house. This is the part I didn't understand. You know the, the house is now being sold. So now you're going to work hard. I'm very confused. I guess it's finally understanding their plight and realizing that he could, he doesn't understand the struggles of other people and maybe he could improve himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I, I don't know. I really don't. Let's, let's I'm just go trying here. Well, okay. So remember when we were talking earlier about the three colored paint and mm-hmm. one of the things that Tommy says is that you know, oh, we're going to see if he gets accepted to the herd. Yeah. So now we're at the point where Michael is getting accepted to the herd in the movie. The ranch herd. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I think that's where they were going with that, though it wasn't Michael is the three-colored paint. Yeah, I guess. I guess so, (laughs) because he does mention that she's now been accepted. We're yeah. not looking at the wild horses. Yes. Yeah. And she is pretty. Mm-hmm. Some sure. people might say that about Joey Lawrence. <laughs> they both yeah. are very pretty. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's when Michael finally like asks about them losing the ranch and 
pretty much nothing that can be done at this point. It's it's a done no deal. Money. And it's one of the things where they borrowed money from the bank when, you know, the cattle prices were low and then dad got sick and then it was bills and then it just kept getting worse. And they just kept borrowing more money against the ranch and now they can't pay it back. And it's still a losing game. They can't, they can't sell the property because there's other ranchers that are going through the same thing. So there's nobody to buy the ranch. They can't sell part of the ranch. They don't have any options left besides. I, I do commend um, Michael for having a bunch of options in mind. Right. I mean, they all, they're, they're options that they all had exhausted, but he was like, what about this idea? What about that idea? What about that idea? Now, mind you, they had already gone through all of them in attempts, but I, I, I respected that he was interested enough to keep trying to come up with ideas for them. Yes, but the thing that bothers me is he never seems to understand that it's like a losing game. Like, well, there's because... the situation isn't changed. Even if they got the money, the cattle prices are still low. It doesn't change the business to be profitable. True. True. At one point, I was like, they're going to turn this into a dude ranch. They're going to take all these city people and show them how to ride. And that is not how this movie goes at all. <laughs> that would have made sense. Yes, it would have. Is that what a dude ranch is? Yeah. You bring people to like a tourist a... Like location. Mm -hmm. yeah. like location? Mm. We should That's go smart. do one of those sometimes. We we really I'm going to go ahead and pass. <laughs> I'm going to pass, but you guys have a great time. We will. Um, and we can get you on a slingshot, Kevin. You don't have to ride a black lightning. I yeah. have no interest in riding any horses, but go ahead. Go <laughs> on with yourselves. Okay. So we get to a scene where Michael is riding black as fast as he possibly can. And I have no idea why. Because they cut to the office where he's in the ranch house and he's on the phone with his dad. So I don't know why where he was running to super fast. But calls well, his dad. Didn't he, take, didn't he take Black Lightning to the bank? Or was that after this? That's after. That was after. That's yeah. way after. But so, we do need a fast sorry. horse to get him around. So that, I'm yeah, glad we get need back a to horse. the house. It's yes. a part of the bonding. I think I think just like Jabe, Howe, and Gigi, they found out yeah. that this horse likes to run. So yeah. he yeah. said, I'm going to ride it and we're going to go fast. And that's just what they're doing as they're bonding. I mean, it is fun. So I don't blame him for that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so he tells his dad about the money situation, but his dad already knows. And he's Wait, like, let's reenact, I... the, let's reenact the phone call. All right. You be, you be, uh, you be him and I'll be the dad. He calls. Okay. And, like, and then so he calls, <laughs> right? And then he goes, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, uh, let me, let me be, be Michael here. <laughs> so because the dad is hilarious because he goes, hey, dad. And then he's like, is everything okay? And he says, Is everything okay? You want to reenact it all? I'm gonna do it all. I'm gonna do okay. it all. Okay. And then he's like, Is everything okay? And then the dad, then 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 uh, Michael goes, Yeah, well, nah, nah, it's not. And then immediately the dad's like, What's wrong? <laughs> and then he goes, Oh, oh I'm yeah, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. But but Tommy and Jules aren't. Wait, what? <laughs> Oh, 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 not that. Not that either. Not that either. Um, they're having money problems. And then that's immediately the dad's like, oh, I know. <laughs> <That is it. laughs> yeah. 
he's just like, man, I already tried to write him a check. Like, <laughs> she wouldn't take the money. She wouldn't take the money. You can't just give money to people that don't want it. No. And he tries to tell him at this point, but obviously not clear enough. He's like, money doesn't fix the problem, son. Like, it's not an easy fix. And yeah, I'm like, I tried to give her the loan so that it wouldn't feel like a gift. And she didn't think she could pay the money back. So it's not me giving them the money isn't going to fix the problem. Right. So naturally, Michael comes up with a pyramid scheme. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Naturally. That's the first idea. Naturally. And he tries to sell Twister on it. Obviously, Twister's the first person you go through whenever you have a pyramid (laughs) scheme idea. Twister, I got this great idea. Listen, it's going to be for $1,200, right? You give me $1,200, and then I get a second friend to give me $1,200. You get two friends, and then if those two friends give you $1,200, then we'll give you, you give me part of that money, and then you get to keep part of that money. And then if they get two friends, <laughs> as it goes on, then you become the top of the pyramid, and you get like $2,700 or $27,000, and then we just give that to Jules. There we go. Bingo. Problem solved. <laughs> And then he's like, that sounds, that sounds, what happens to the people that's below you? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's like sound. a gamble. Uh, we're not gambling. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and then he's like, and it also doesn't quite sound legal. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was a no on the pyramid scheme. And he, Michael still just does not understand how this pride just keeps getting in the way and why they just won't accept this money. Because Twister said, like, people had $1,200, they would just give it to them. Like, there's no money to go around here. And they're not going to take it even if we did offer it to them. And he tries to explain better that this operation just is not sustainable. You're just going to keep digging a deeper hole until you can't get out at all and they're already there right mm-hmm. so a little while later we see tommy is working on the treehouse, trying to get some of it done before they go to this barbecue at another uncle's house or maybe the same uncle <laughs> i'm not really sure i think it's the same uncle maybe possibly and uh michael decides to stay back and he ends up working on the treehouse while aunt jules and tommy are away and when they get back he's got a lot of it done and Tommy loses his shit. Yes, has a he complete does. meltdown. Gets up in the treehouse, starts ripping it apart, just so upset that it was like, this is my dad's and mine. Like, you're not supposed that, to touch it. That was great because he he's he's do he's tried his best, right? Michael actually tried here. He gets up there, mm-hmm. puts together the treehouse. I want to talk about the fact that Michael has all these skills that we didn't know for a man that <laughs> yeah. never did nothing with his life. He, he is able to build these things and climb up these other things and well, do all these things. He learned it all in things. four weeks, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and so he builds this treehouse. It is a good-looking treehouse that he did by himself. And like you said, immediately, <laughs> immediately Tommy gets out. This is the only time I've ever seen Tommy act like a child. He yeah. jumps out the car and yells, me and my, this is me and my dad's! And he like starts shaking the banister till it breaks, then he throws it, then he rips one of the boards off the side of the treehouse, then he sinks down and just balls his eyes out. It's pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Michael, of course, like, 
he's like, sorry, I tried and just like walks away. Doesn't even like, I guess getting back involved wouldn't be great either, but doesn't really try and say anything to him. I, I don't blame him because he definitely tried on this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Michael calls Gina, of course, who else, to uh, talk about the situation, and she does not want to talk about it. She keeps trying. She's like, I don't want to talk about depressing things. Like, I'm, she just keeps changing the subject back to the trip, and she throws in that Daddy bought a racehorse. And when yep. she tries to talk about his work on the ranch again, she's just like, man, I got a jet, and just, like, cuts him off, hangs up on him. The next day... We see the wild horses again, and Michael remembers all of their names. <laughs> and Tommy rides up, and he's like, if we don't hurry, Tommy Boy's going to die. And Tommy Boy was one of the horses that, uh, that well, it's one of the wild horses that, <laughs> I forgot, it one of the wild one horses one. that uh, was named after Tommy. So it's like the yeah. youngest horse there, and he jumps on so they're both riding double and yeah. they head off double and... is when one person rides the same horse with the other person yes found that out today <laughs> and uh tommy boy is stuck in the mud this was not the same horse right I felt like this was a completely different color horse than the one that they originally showed. And like, I don't even know. Which goes to show you that you don't really know which horse is which once no. you get out there. <laughs> no. I thought it was like a chestnut horse, and then this was clearly a bay horse. But beside the point, it's stuck in the mud. Tommy, the person, is like, wild horses get stressed really easy. And if we don't get the horse out, it's going to die. It's gonna die, Michael. <laughs> is that is that how that works? I have no idea. Well, I mean, I would assume like if a horse is stuck in the mud, it is more susceptible to predators. But he just said he was gonna die. Like he didn't really go into any detail of how he was going to die. He wasn't gonna have like a heart attack and die in the mud. He probably would either injure himself to where he couldn't get out ever, and then you know a That's... wolf would come and eat him or something. Or it's not like quicksand. Like, is quicksand even real? Like, yes. that's in a lot of movies. <laughs> Quicksand's <laughs> real, but not in the way that we see it in movies. Yeah, he's going to sink into the mud and die? I don't know. But they would, like, they could break a leg or something fighting to yeah. get out. They could hurt them. Yeah, they could hurt themselves, but... I don't think the presence of humans would have helped that situation. Though. No, it wouldn't have. <laughs> and then it didn't look like quicksand. Like... If you see the quicksand in, like, actual real quicksand, it doesn't look like that. Okay. And it's, like, more of, like, you step on the sand. It's sand, for one, not mud. So you step on the sand, it's just, like, there's no substance underneath it. And it's just, like, there's no base. And you just drop down into it. Okay. And it's just hard to get out. Okay. Um, This was mud. This was straight mud. And uh, Tommy... (laughs) belly flops into it as if he couldn't just walk into it because he was concerned about getting stuck himself but like you could tell from the substance that it's just not that way yep and uh he gets out there and he ties the rope around the horse's neck yeah i saw that i wasn't sure if that was a good a good strategy 
It doesn't seem like it would be. It doesn't (laughs) seem like that would be helpful. No. So I was uh, like, oh, so we're just gonna, I just figured, ah, so we're just going to kill the horse ourselves. Yes. <laughs> so strangle it then? Yeah. Um, so then at one point, Tommy boy, the horse, freaks out, throws Tommy further away, and Tommy starts using his voice to calm the horse down. <laughs> just like, A feral Mustang. Okay. Yeah. Yes. He won't hurt me. You won't hurt me, boy. Just calm it down. <laughs> just it's the the sun's getting real low, big guy. Yes. The sun's getting real low. <laughs> so they end up pulling him out. They use Lucky, the other horse, to pull him out, mm-hmm. and uh, they let him go free. And we got to rush back to the house because Michael's about to miss his flight. Oh so no! About to miss the flight. Gets a quick shower, horse. and yeah, Tommy. <laughs> is racing after the truck who's driving him to the airport so that he can give him a whistle. Because now he has earned it. Yes. Michael has done enough making up over the last 30 days to earn it because he's about to fly to Europe with his girlfriend, <laughs> Gina. They been, mind you, him and Gina who were together for 17 days before he went to the farm. They're now been apart for over 30. Why hasn't this girl moved on with her life? That's a good point. Because well, yeah. he has a trust fund. <laughs> her dad's she a movie, clearly movie has a trust fund. Yes. She does too. So um, at this point, we cut to the racetrack. And this is where Michael pays attention to all the crops, which are the sticks. <laughs> yeah. That's I, I don't know if you know what those are called. With. Yes. And... All these jockeys are beating the horses, and he flashes back to the wild horses running free. And that's pretty much the only reference they make. But once again, remember, some horses are meant for this, some are not. Yeah. And the sounds they're making with the whips, like whoever was doing the sound effects for this movie, I was just dying because I'm like, this sounds like a bullwhip, like cracking, but those whips do not make that noise. <laughs> But as to- as as Michael's watching now, he's just in a trance because he's watching. Well, His life has been forever changed by seeing well, some horses, and he has a new horse sense. Like, uh-huh. I wasn't sure if like a horse sense was like Spidey sense, where you could like calm down horses. But if it is, <laughs> Michael now has it. Well, he always had it. Remember, jump back to the beginning. Oh yeah, when he said he, all- he was picking these win. winners off of guts. Yes. Well, that's what the movie was about. It was about the fact that Michael always had the horse sense and he had to go to Montana to draw it out. Yep. That's probably how he stayed on so long when he was getting bucked yes. off. Yes. He had yes. that horse sense. But now he was like, now that he's back on the track, he's seeing that abuse happen. Like, he's exactly. seeing on that abuse now. The quote-unquote abuse, yes. Quote-unquote. Yes. So, uh, Did you talk about the fact that, that Gina's dad bought a horse? Right, that was in the yeah. calls. But so the horse that sh- dad buys wins. So yeah. we jump to the winner's circle and they're taking photos with the horse. And the horse gets spooked, starts rearing, gets loose. <laughs> the jockey falls off. And naturally, Michael jumps to help to calm the horse down. It's okay. He's not going to hurt me. 
it's because he uses horse sense. It's like a mind melt with the horse. Yes. So he like puts his hand up. It's okay. They're like, Michael, get back. You might get hurt. No, I will not. Calm down. Calm down. And then eventually the horse is, I think that's how you call him, right? With the horse sense. And you like, yeah. you yes. calm down. Just, Just like, like the Jedi. Two fingers. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then he starts to brush the side. It's okay. It's okay. Grabs the reins. It's okay. It's okay. It's like Caesar Milan. Yes. That's kind of like He's how not it gonna is. gonna hurt me. He thinks we're gonna hurt him. Yes. <laughs> and eventually the horse settles down. They're like, oh my. Yep. I, that just made Gina that much more into him in that moment. Oh yeah. She loved that. <laughs> just in time to break her heart because when she shows up to take him on the vacation, he tells her he's not going. She's like, but we are about to go right now. Let him take, like, that's what we pay them for to take your bags. And he's like, I got another thing I got to do. Got another thing I got to do. Got to see a guy about a farm. <laughs> so he sells his Porsche, liquidates his trust, goes back to Montana with the check because he still has Terrible not learned idea. anything. And Aunt Jules immediately <laughs> turns him down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we jump to the auction and Michael is helping Tommy move this chest full of schoolwork. And that reminds Michael about his D that he got on his land trust paper. Land <laughs> he trust. calls his dad to land read trust. the paper back Wait to him. Wait a minute. Land trust pops. You see that page that I got a, a paper I got a D on? Pull it out for me. I'll talk about the D later. But you got a D on it. We'll talk. We'll discuss that later. Take it out. Okay. Should be on page five or six. I need a whole little paragraph about a land trust. Dad says, this thing's only four pages. <laughs> he goes, ah, yes. Okay. Maybe page three or four then. Look in there. There should be a paragraph about land trust. Read that to me. Because I. What? Treated off, cheated off somebody when I wrote the answers to begin with. So I don't actually remember. Why didn't he look in like his textbook or something? Right? Why didn't he look in his paper that he got a terrible grade on? Oh because he has God. no idea what page it would have been on. So, <laughs> so he now has an idea. He tries to get the truck out, but there's too much traffic from the auction, from everyone coming. And didn't we ride a horse fast earlier today? Yep. Uh, yes, we did. <laughs> so he's <Saddle> black. <laughs> and black takes him all the way to the bank. Yeah. And Michael convinces the bank that for wait, closing on the ranch. Wait, before that happens, before that happens, we get to the meter and we right. tie black to the meter <laughs> yes. and make sure we put a quarter in because we don't want to get a ticket. Well, we don't want the horse towed either. Yes. <laughs> Can't afford that. So, uh, he's already in trouble with, you know, Beverly Hills PD. He yeah. <laughs> Montana PD, too. Well, yeah, because yeah, he hung up on them on that 911 call. Yeah. How did he get out there? Is this your horse, sir? <laughs> We're going to have to give you a ticket. Uh, make and model. What kind of horse is this? This is a black. <laughs> <laughs> This is the black lightning version. Mm, black lightning. Okay. Here's your <laughs> ticket just being court in 30 days. Um, we're going to get you a ticket for not paying this parking. parking oh, God. So <laughs> he convinces the bank to not foreclose on the ranch. And this was actually quite genius. It was genius. It was a smart move. Because 
the bank has already closed foreclosed on a bunch of ranches that have just not been able to sell because there's just not a market. So he's like, why would you add one more property that you're just going to keep losing money on? And he proposes this land trust and he's able to get a 30 day extension from the bank. Mm -hmm. He runs back, not runs back, rides back to the ranch and shuts <laughs> down the auction well, we're about to we're about to auction off this beautiful armoire that came over on a a uh, covered wagon. Covered wagon. It's about two hundred years old. We start the bidding that whatever. Cut the auction, guys. Everything that's been sold, give back. We'll give you your money back. We ain't selling. And then they're like, um, no one has said that. <laughs> you, you know, we have not discussed. We have to sell this stuff, Michael. We've yeah. already discussed that part. You do not have the authority to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, does get it shut down, tells everyone to go home, tells Aunt Jules and Tommy about this land trust based on the product protection of wild animals, i.e. the wild horses, and says that if they succeed, the government will basically pay them to stay on the land and manage it, but they won't own the land anymore. Mm-hmm. And he asks if he can stay on and see this trust through. And they say that he can stay as long as he wants. Yeah, that was his last ask. They're like, whoo, whoo. Because since there's wild horses here, we get to keep the land. That's dope. And he's like, hey, buddy, one more, one more thing. I'm loving it out here. Mind if I stick around <laughs> and be that brother? You want it? I just broke up with my girlfriend, so I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> and uh, I don't have any friends because all I've done is spent the last month here and yeah. the last two weeks, two weeks with her. So. That, yeah. Yeah. But um, after that, Tommy asks if he wants to help him finish the treehouse, and they do. And that's the end. What a great movie. <laughs> that's the end of the film. J Bell, what did you think of the film? I mean, it was cute. If I was like eight, I probably would have really liked it. If there was more horses in it, I would have liked it even more. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't terrible, but, you know, it, watching it as an adult, there was definitely a lot of parts I was laughing at. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I also enjoyed the film. Um, I thought it was not terrible as well. Very predictable, but it was fine. I did like the, I like the fact that Michael only got so bad. Like he wasn't like we've we've seen some films and some of these people have gotten real terrible, but he only got a little bad and then yeah. comes back around. It's a believable come around. Yeah, the turn yeah. back around wasn't that far. Like he wasn't he wasn't unredeemable in this movie. Right. How did you like the movie, Lens? I did. I think I would have liked it a little more if it turned into a dude ranch because I think it would just <laughs> would have made more sense. And, yeah. you know, he could have shared his uh, his journey with other people. Yeah. But that's not... That, I guess if I were going to make a horse sense too and the land trust doesn't come through, that's that's what I would do. So you're telling me that if you made a horse sense too, you wouldn't put them in Australia... And add Matthew Lawrence and have there be a pirate. 
because there's a movie called Jumping Ship that's the sequel to this movie, and it's a Disney Channel original movie that we will be covering later on, sometime next year. That's called Jumping Ship. It stars all three Matthew, all three Lawrence brothers, and that's the plot of that one. Wait, is it an actual sequel? Yes, it's like advertised as such. It's Tommy. It is Michael. They go to Australia and they run into a pirate. I wish I was joking. It's called (laughs) Jumping Ship, and we and we hope Jay Bow will be back with us for that movie. Sometime next year. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my face. It is completely (laughs) shocked. I know that is not what I would do horse sense to. That is not the plot I would go with. But I am happy that Matthew Lawrence will be partaking in part two. Um, Just a little tagline from the movie. A little bit of the plot for Jumping Ship, the first paragraph. Although Michael has become a more mature individual since the first film and shows more concern for others, he feels that it's his birthright to start at the top of his father's law firm. He goes on a summer vacation with Tommy, and they run into the pirate captain, uh, Jake Hunter, and that is played by Matthew Lawrence, and things and hijinks ensue. That is what happens. <laughs> what? Yep, right, we'll be then. talking about that next year. <laughs> Looking right now. To it. Right now. I really, really hope. I really, really, really hope that in that movie, they're like, don't I know you? He's like, I will spend some time in Montana. And it's the same cowboy. <laughs> oh I hope that's what they say. I hope that's what happens. But, Lindsay, as always, who won this movie? Tommy. Tommy was a big winner for you. I think Tommy was a big winner for me as well. j who won the movie? What character won the movie for you? Um, Yeah, Tommy. I mean, Clean he sweet. got it all in the end. Yep. He got the brother he always wanted. He uh, got to save the ranch. He was a hard worker throughout. And he was likable. I mean, he only had one, yeah. one point where he was like a kid. But the rest of the time, he was... Yeah, a kid going through emotional trauma. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. Super understandable. Mm -hmm. Who's the biggest loser in this movie, J-Bell? Probably that bull. I mean, he had to be in that tiny pen his entire life, it seemed. Why have the bull if it's just going to stay in there? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. For you, Lindsay, who lost the movie? Tommy's dad... Ah, oh, yeah, That's yeah, fair. Fair. Uh, fair. I mean, he gets sick, he passes away, he loses the family ranch. Like they don't own that property anymore. They got the family into debt because of his sickness. That's just yeah. all sad news. I, I think the biggest loser was Gina. Um, she lost her boyfriend after not having him there for a month. Uh, she had to be on the phone with him all the time while he was at this ranch. And she never grew and learned anything. So Gina would be the biggest loser for me. Um, obviously, the biggest winner in life would probably be the Lord's family. They made a lot of money just doing films, and they're still doing films. They're doing the <laughs> mistletoe thing. Yeah. Um, starring the, the three of them. And I, I read that uh, the Lawrence brother, like the Lawrence daughter was in it, too. Joey's daughter was in that thing. The mistletoe mischief or whatever. Really? Mix up. Yep. Mix up. Yep. 
I have a little game for you two. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> there has been 11 plus one titles where at least two Lawrence brothers were in it. Oh, no. Can How many can you name? We're going to go back and forth. We're going to start are with our guests. All movies or are they all sh- anything? Movie and TV shows. Movies and TV shows. Okay. Starting with Jay, this is these. I have a list here, and at least two Lawrence brothers appeared in this show or movie. Jay Bell, okay. you go first. Um, Blossom. Blossom is correct. Um, <laughs> Joey is the main star, and when they show the character at two, it's played by Andrew, and at six, it's played by Matthew. Okay. Lindsay, you're next. Can I do mistletoe mix-up? <laughs> mistletoe mix-up does star all three of them, and it stars Joey's daughter. J-Bell, you're up next. Uh, what was that show? Joey and Melissa or whatever? Melissa and Joey does, in fact, yeah. star Joey Lawrence, and both Matthew and Andrew <laughs> have made guest appearances during its run. Lindsay, you're back to you. Boy Meets World? No, unfortunately, oh. that was only Matthew Lawrence. <laughs> the other ones you could have answered with. J Bow wins the game. Congratulations, J Bow. Oh, good, because I didn't know any. I'm <laughs> so, the three of them starred in a um, show TV together, show right? called Brotherly Love. Yeah. It was oh, filmed right, right. at a garage in Philadelphia. I remember watching that show. Obviously, they're all in Jumping Ship. Oh, right. Obviously, <laughs> they're in this one. film, right? They're in Horse Sense, obviously. Um, there's a movie called Money Plane that stars both Joey and Matthew, but is directed by Andrew. Okay. So that's interesting. Um, there's a show that was on in the '90s called, or a TV movie called Brothers of the Frontier, where obviously the three of them play brothers. Um, <laughs> we got mistletoe mix-up. And before Andrew was born, there was a TV show called Pulse that. Um, Joey had a recurring role in, and Matthew appeared in one of the episodes he had a recurring role in. There was a movie that Matthew and Andrew starred in called The Family Tree. There was a movie that Matthew and Joey were in called Give Me a Break. And Matthew, I don't know if you guys knew this, um, Andrew was the voice of TJ Detweiler on Recess. And Matthew voice the character oh joey voice voice the character on the show as well i did not know that and then I for a bonus one for a bonus one hawaii 5 <laughs> had andrew on the show matthew andrew had a recurring role matthew did an episode and joey did two episodes but not the same episodes <laughs> So that one was just a bonus one that they were not in together at the same time, but they were all in. I think we're pretty far from a stand on this one. (laughs) (laughs) So that is the Lawrence bros. Didn't they have a catchphrase? Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) It wasn't in this movie at all. No, that's a joke. That's a Joey catchphrase. Um, I think that's pretty much everything. J-Bow. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Have you? Did you have a good time? Yeah. Thanks for having me. This no problem. 
We can't wait till you return for Jumping Ship, the sequel oh, yeah. to Horse Sense. Isn't there another <laughs> racing one too? Ready to run? Probably oh, yeah. is. We'll probably bring you back for another horse thing. You're our sure. horse specialist. So <laughs> we'll bring you in for that. Lindsay, I know you knew about a lot about horses as well, but you know it just makes sense to bring in Jay Bow. Oh, Jay Bow has actively... the racing background. She knows oh, all yes. of that. She's the thoroughbred thoroughbred background for sure. Yes. Couldn't think of so anybody we... better to be in that spot. Neither could I. Um next month we're gonna be doing another movie. I can't remember which one, but we will be back next month in May to cover something else fun. Um, I promise in the May podcast I will have an idea of what we're doing in June so I can at least get us ready for it at that time. <laughs> it'll be a surprise. Um, it'll be a surprise. To all of but... us. <laughs> J-Bow, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you have any, you have like any socials you want to tell people about? Um, you can follow me on Instagram if you like horses because almost everything is horses or cats. Mm-hmm. Um, equestrian underscore librarian is there. My you go, username. Lindsay. Where can people find you? Same place Mouse you can find media. our podcasts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, anywhere you find podcasts, please follow, subscribe. Yes, also the YouTube page. If you're listening to this on the podcast, check out the YouTube page, DCOM After Dark. Um, we have video now, so check that out. Um, we're out here. We're having a good time. You can see our pretty faces. And enjoy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Adios. Bye.